Welcome, and you're listening to the mother of all podcasts. Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Hilda Burke and this revelatory piece of work here, the Phone Addiction Workbook. Everyone needs to put down their phones and pick up this book. Well, wonderful. I was working most recently and I passed by a group of school children kicking a ball and the tutor was present, but he wasn't present. He was on his phone and he was looking down at his phone as he sort of meandered towards the ball. I thought, how sad, how sad, but it's not him. I've got to look at myself, look myself in the mirror and say, how can I improve? Picked up this book, read it, some great tips, some excellent analysis. Hilda Burke, well done on this particular work. Thoroughly recommending that read. And now on to running. The main course of the, the event. Here we are, Matthew. You're training this week, sir. Yeah, training this week. Um, quite easy to be fair. I'm on taper, starting on my taper this week from Monday. So dialing down the miles as we head towards the marathon, uh, which will be a week today uh, as we record it on a Sunday. So I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, um, the marathon will, will nearly be upon me. Um, but yeah, nice and easy miles pretty much all week. Um, had a, a session on Thursday night. Uh, went down to, to Wavertree Track there. Um, what was your session? What was your session? So it was, a, it, was, it was a nice, simple one. It was just three times a mile, um, dropping down in pace. So uh, looking at sort of 5K pace, nice long recoveries to be fair. First mile, um, target was 440. I hit 4.42. So I was happy enough with that. Three minutes rest then. Um, next one was meant to be a 4.30. A little bit off that, 4.36. And then five minutes rest. Final one, hoping for, for 420, uh, 4.26, but all nicely done. Though at times I was targeting were miles faster than, than I really need to be able to, to run, to be fair, uh, for what I'm going for in this in this marathon. But uh, I've tried to hit the, the goal times that the NAZ guys have done um, in their marathon block. And, and remind us again who these NAZ so guys they're, um, are. They're the North Arizona Elite um, squad, Hoka-sponsored uh, squad out in, out in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, so the coach Ben uh, Rosario sent me the training plan that they used towards the trials, and that, that's what I've been following. So I wanted to try and hit their splits, but you know these these guys are uh, two oh nine marathon runners, um, you know sub fourteen, you know well under sub fourteen, five uh, k guys and stuff like that. So to get close to their splits is is you know real boost of, of confidence for, for myself um, as I head into this marathon. I've put down my predicted time. We we got an email the other week. Um, saying that we had our the last chance to sort of change any of our predicted times because we are going to be set off in waves still for with, with COVID restrictions, um, but they're going to set off the half marathon and marathon guys off together, so we'll have a little bit of pacemaking by some of the half guys maybe, which would be nice. Um, and your predicted time? I, I went on there, I decided to, to pick, I think the training's gone so gone really well, um, I think you've got to go you know, all out for it, take that chance, you know, we, we, we ended the podcast um, the other week with me saying, you know, this British mentality of trying to just you your know, mother, wasn't be it? down and, and, you know, <laughs> dial back, uh, you know, how good you think you might be able to do and stuff like that and yeah. instead focus on this, you know, more positive attitude and things like that. So I put down 214, which is the Commonwealth Games qualifying standard for, for England. Um, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out with that, with the, the guys that are going through. 
the halfway point in, in 67 minutes um, hopefully use them as a, as a pacemaker halfway hopefully have um, some guys in the marathon doing the same thing and the, taking it as an advantage to try and go after that Commonwealth Games standard um, and we can we can well work together and, and then make it a race at the end to, to see who finishes first sort of thing but there's meant to be some 210 guys in there so I'm sure they'll They'll be well ahead of us, but at least we'll have that fight in our in our group, hopefully. I must say, I enjoyed that session of therapy with you last week. <laughs> I hope your mother was listening. <laughs> I know, I know, Dan Merrick enjoyed it. And he uh, he did he did comment the other week when we were on our, our long run um, the yeah. other Sunday, John Joe. Which I, I remember someone having some some very problematic uh, issues on the long run, and especially after I think fourteen miles of of, of uh, Taking the mick out of uh, Jono, who was <laughs> with us, and one of his, 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 you know, first sort of long runs back outside and stuff like poor that. Jono, poor Jono, poor Jono. I think uh, yourself seems to struggle a little bit as the as the miles ticked over that fourteen point, didn't they? And um, I think you, we dropped you, didn't we? <laughs> you did indeed. You you dropped me, and um, and uh, that's a great thing, really. I think um, and this morning Jono was the this morning we were waiting for him. You know, I think we should we should have dropped him. I think it's a great thing to drop people because it happened to me um, most recently last Sunday. And what happens is when you get dropped, um, there's a realization that the people around you have a bit more endurance. Of course, you're training for a marathon, so perhaps I shouldn't be running as long on a Sunday anyway. There's an argument there that I'm perhaps going too far if I'm only training for a 5K. Um, but nevertheless, I do like to do two hours. One hour 45 is probably enough, though. I was out there this morning over two hours. But yes, a realisation of um, fitness levels around me, at least the endurance side of things, um, and uh, the need to progress further by digging deep in midweek sessions, perhaps, which um, are going pretty well at the moment. We're back on schedule, at least I feel as though I am. Yes. You're back consistently training now. Couple of days every every other day or every day. Or Yesterday I did sixteen twenty nine for five k, which uh, Croxteth Park is for me disappointing. The coach was happy though because I can see where he's coming from. I've I've had the break. I've not really been I've been running at weekends. So to come back very relatively quickly within a couple of weeks and on a arguably difficult course through Croxteth, sort of it's not wouldn't be the flattest of courses and the terrain and what. 1629 for me it's it's not good enough but then it, it shows that I'm not that far away from getting back with that yeah, yeah but then the guys the around me who I, I I look up to David Devine he ran two 5k's that day right. and the rest and then another one Alistair as well and John Fielding are looking really really smart and I I recall David's second 5K yeah. being 15.05, you know, right. so his second 5K, yeah, he'd already yeah, yeah. done one with limited rest, really. And um, the coach suggested to me that one was enough. I thought to myself, well, I've got to go with the coach's opinion, and it makes sense, because why do two poor 5Ks rather yeah. than do one, you know? And, and uh, at least we, we have an idea of where I am as well, I think, yeah. uh, from that particular... Yeah, I, I think that sounds like a nice nice benchmark to put down to to build on for you as you, as you go in and as races start coming about I know uh, I was watching yesterday um, you, one of your other training partners Tom Rogerson mm. um, I'd seen him on Thursday he looked, he looked good on the track he was doing some, uh, some yeah. track work uh, just right until I, I got on yeah. um, we raced in a, a road 3k yesterday against Charlie Roberts 
uh, who, yeah. who uh, son, uh, son runner, uh, who Charlie won. Uh, I think it's three three wins in, in a row now. He's out on the roads the last three weekends. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing really, really well. Doing very well. Doing really well. And he's got that sort of determination I've noticed at the very end because I started listening to the to the race that you oh, sent yeah. me and the commentary was, um, well, <laughs> I think the only cure for that commentary is to dig up uh, Murray Walker. <laughs> I think if we can dig up Murray Walker, we've got a chance of making this sport more interesting. Yeah. Um, so I skipped to the end and I saw Charlie uh, win the race. Yeah. And I, was, I don't think Tom will be very happy. No, I think Tom uh, Simply happy. because he never commented on, on it within the group. Yeah. And uh, people him. had asked about it. So I can imagine he's not happy. But I think he posted on Facebook. I think I saw yeah. something or Instagram or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said it wasn't a... You know, a good day at the office, sort of thing. Well, that's how it. And this happens sometimes. Yeah, this is this is what happens. And also, he'd had a very good day at the office. Um, yeah, two weeks we, prior. Yeah. So, you can't have too many good days at the office, can you? Because um, it doesn't work like that, does it? You, no, you've it's got to. Downs, isn't it? Yeah. Downs and seems to be. Why, three three cases on that. What, why is that? Why is that? Why can a man be so physically fit, get his best ever time? Tom, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Twenty plus seconds off his PB. Two weeks prior on a 5k and then a 3k you know not quite what's going on there well it's still early season isn't it at the moment and obviously i know tom's a a, a very good 1500 meter runner and an 800 meter runner as well and i don't know whether if that's what he's he's targeting for later in the season this year or he's sticking with the 5k distance but obviously it is it is early doors currently so um you know obviously he's in great shape from his 5k we can we can see that but maybe he's not got that that sharp end that he needs for the, the, the short when you when you short talk about yet. you talk about the season you know what does that mean because it seems to go on all year so what well, was different what's... peaks in the season there's, there's the cross country season which obviously we didn't have this year but that's usually that sort of October through to um, March the start of March with the intercounties is sort of the last race for for the majority mm. of people um, in mm. the cross country season um, then you go into like a little bit of a break through. March and, and, and April where you just sort of lay in again a little bit of base work a little bit of recovery from cross country a bit of base work you might go and do some road races and things like what that do you mean, what do you mean by base work because you've already done this heavy mileage haven't you well you have yeah but obviously when you've hit that peak season in, in the cross country season we're usually you, you're usually racing you know back to back weeks or you know every every other week or so with the cross countries and obviously if you're really targeting the championships from the national to the inter-counties so on you you know you're going to have been working hard you're going to have to have relaxed a little bit on some of the miles maybe just to make sure the work and the quality is there ready for those races and, and, and to get the best performance out so you know you, you probably then after the back of that you probably need a, a little bit of a rest a little break you know that little easy week off the back of the, the final race and final championship race in the cross country season and then just a little bit of building base again um, you know it's not going to be as long as you're your base that you did for your winter season because obviously you're going into the track season if that's what the goal is um, so you, you're you just going to keep it sort of you know maybe a week you know a couple two or three weeks worth of just get back on the miles make sure you've you, you put some more miles in the legs and stuff before then really hitting that that faster work for your track season as you drop again down and really focus especially if you are doing 8 and 15s obviously if you're targeting for the 5k and the 10k you're going to keep some miles in there anyway because you're, you're doing more the endurance side but you know if you're 800 meter runner and stuff like that I mean Donathan um, Brazer is the, the, the fastest 800 meter runner in the world at the moment um, he, he's known for only doing 30 miles a week that's all he does um, you know ever mm. 
His longest run is usually around eight, you know, eight miles. He, he doesn't like really to go much further than a four mile run. Um, is he what he, what he says and, and, and tells the, the story of? So, you know, very different runner if you are targeting that that eight and fifteen than than some of the five ten k. Um, training that you might do and things like that so it, it comes down to what Tom's targeting but potentially that's that's I, where at the moment I, he's I, just not got that sharp end for the 3k maybe I, or ma- I imagine Tom's going for for longer distances this time uh, right yeah because so, so, yeah. he yeah. did, a, did, well, a, well, did well, a half marathon didn't he I think last year last uh, most recently September or something like that when the races were on um, he did the entry half marathon yeah so that, that sort of shows a sort of progression doesn't it with, yeah. with, with, with the mileage and stuff um, yeah I mean it, it's I don't think you're going to switch back to 800 metres are you from there you, yeah, could you could do, do you could do yeah. you could do it depends um, obviously I know you've you've spoken to Tom and he's I think wanting to come on the show uh, absolutely as, as uh, we absolutely. go further and stuff so I'm sure he can he can tell us really what his, his season's plans are and stuff like that then but be very interesting um, listen yeah. I noticed you 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 know you wave your hands at me quite often um, <laughs> and uh, you've got a lovely snazzy watch there some people might argue it's a bit feminine but I quite like it and uh, <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Sutton Strider colours, isn't it? Black oh, and red. right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, discussing technology and watches going back, at the moment, I don't have any watches. Um, I've even binned off with Casio. Yeah. Um, so, R- Richard, your watch is safe? Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's safe. Oh, I, I find, spro- find, find someone who will uh, pay the, uh, the true money for it now. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke with Richard this morning. He's very happy to sell it to me. Um <laughs> it's, a, it's a remarkably discounted price <laughs> I may add thank you Richard but uh, seriously um, I, had, I, I I feel as though an important thing first of all getting rid of the Casio the Casio is just time you know you're looking down I've been out for 20 odd minutes basically that's the kind of the way in which I was using it but I was still looking down at the watch I was still very much aware I think of, of how long I'd been out for and perhaps how long I wanted to stay out for and but once I released myself I got rid of the Casio so now I'm going out running completely free and much more present um, and in my mind's eye I sort of say oh, well it's an easy steady run I'll go around the amble very as I'm getting older I think really important to amble into it and Patsy mentioned this to me um, most recently to amble into the, the, the as the Kenyans would do just to, to limber in and, and avoid injury why why go straight into it at full pelt and then bring it up together as the heart rate and everything starts to come together and I go around Victoria Park maybe three times through Bishop but the, 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 then there come, becomes a problem where well I don't really know how long how far I've gone or how long I've been out for I've got an approximation which is good but I don't have roots a lot of the guys in the 80s, which is the golden era, yeah. they would know they'd have a six-mile route, they'd have an eight-mile route from their door, and they'd know pretty much, and they'd set off on this route, and they would know, they'd, they'd have a good idea. Whereas, I'm not so sure, I suppose I should be able to, to guess, guesstimate, you know, yeah. how far I've been. So, um, anyway, the point I want to make is the freedom. I would certainly suggest it maybe once a week, maybe when you go for an yeah. easy run, just to get rid of the watch completely and just see how you feel. Um, get rid of the technology just on, on an occasion, just see what that means to you and what, do you enjoy it more? I think I do. And then going back, so I, I need something. So I spoke to the coach and he happens to have an Apple um, 
watch right. and Apple, you know. And and um, I, I recall when he first got the watch, he, he was quite happy with it, you know. It's, it's a big screen and whatnot, you know. Yeah. Um, and it, lo and behold, I asked him yesterday, and it's funny really because on the group, uh, one of the ladies happened to mention later on after we discussed it in person that she was looking to get rid of her Apple. Right. And then Tom actually steps in and said, well, Garmin are far more accurate, you know. Yeah. Um, Garmin French, sort of, I, th- I believe in its origin, yeah. uh, French design, of, uh, navigation of the seas, very much more accurate. And the question I want to ask you is, is why, if so, why are they so much accurate? Apple surely have the investments, the money to compete. Uh, they've got the satellite systems. What's the reason? If there is, if there's any truth. Yeah. Because there, there, there's question. There, there is, to be fair. Um, okay. So, I mean, Garmin started as a as, as a GPS company. That's what they were. They were doing um, sat-navs for cars and things like that. They started um, off on the seas, didn't they, originally? It's it's navigation of the sea. They, you you have, yes. Well, I spoke to Matt this morning. He confirmed yeah. that. You go on a ship and you'll see Garmin on the right. on the sort of he's seen that before. Yeah. Right. Well, I know that I know they're on. I know that they started as a GPS. That's what they underpinned his Garmin devices, the GPS. Um, and obviously, when GPS then became into into wearables, so like running watches and things like that, obviously, then had to put in the various timings, heart rate monitor, sort of built connections to it and things like that, because that's what runners, you know, because you go back. Polar was probably the biggest sort of watch company for Polar. Run, for runners. Um, if you go back. Prior to the GPS yeah. age, so you're talking, you know, we've come on from Casio. Do they still exist? Oh yeah, Polar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we we stock Polar to be fair. Yeah. Um, but they were Polar are a sport. They're a sports science brand, very much data of heart rate data, everything like that. Um, but obviously GPS came around. People wanted a GPS on the on the wrist. They wanted to be able to, you know, know exactly how far they'd gone, track the the speed per mile or per kilometer and such. Um, and Polar didn't have that background they didn't have gps so garmin became the big player it, it you know into the marketplace of that wearable you know watch technology for for runners and other sports triathlon um swimming and, and so on um and then you know you had other players come into come into it and and, and get in there there's um guys of uh Sunutu, um oh say it again I can never remember how to pronounce it. It's S U U N T O or whatever, Sunuto, Sunoto. Um, it's not a watch I've ever tried to be fair, um, but yeah. I know they get plenty of good feedback and stuff. Really, yeah. Time. And you know people wearing um, the Sunuto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. brother's tried them and stuff like that. Um, a lot of do a lot of hiking stuff. They've got a lot of sort of technology on that. Uh, TomTom for a while were quite a big player. Um, they closed down the. They're obviously still in the, the GPS sort of um, car navigation and all the rest of it sort of stuff. Uh, sat nabs and things but they, they closed down the, the sports watch bit so a lot of people you, I still see people posting saying oh me Tom Tom's stopped working you know is there anything they, they don't support the watches anymore um, our Brooks rep um, Brooks shoe rep uh, Ross uh, Blackburn he um, he used to work for Tom Tom um, as the rep for them going around to the running stores and, and right taking on. the Tom Toms and stuff like that um, oh, sorry so he, sorry what's happened to this Tom Tom uh, they, they just closed down they just Decided to close the sports department, the wearable tech department. And, and, um, and do what? Just Well, they just closed that. They just went back to what they were focused on before, which was the, the sat-navs and oh, stuff sorry, like yeah, cars yeah. and things. Yeah. Because um, they were one of the big players in, in that sort of realm. Um, mm. And so, yeah, they stopped supporting their sports watches and, and so on. Um, and obviously, that's where Ross then left and, and became the Brooks rep. He's our, he's our tech rep for, for Brooks now. Um, he's a great, great lad. Um, so, so far, you've got Garmin and Sanuto. 
Yeah, are still the ones in the in the big play. Paul is Paul is there. They've started to build the, the GPS technology into their watches and such. But what I, what I don't understand is, I mean, of course these things are patented. Is that how you pronounce patented? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Garmin, you know, but Apple, you know, the the you it wouldn't be very difficult for them to just steal everything, really. I mean, so so what, the, why why are they why are they right, not? So yeah, jumping jumping forward. Um, obviously you had the likes of. Um, I forget the name of it now. Fitbit, Fitbit came about as well. They were, Fitbit, they were like yeah. a little, they were like a tracking thing. So people wanted to like see how long they slept and stuff, how many calories they, you know, they burnt, how many steps they were taking. So they did all, Fitbit did all that, and then obviously they added a GPS angle to that. Again, their accuracy for the GPS wasn't up to the scratch of the likes of um, Garmin um, and such. So they. And by the way, this GPS, it's a. It's a um, Global positioning, which yeah. and there's three systems in this. You've got the American, the Russian, and you've got a European. I believe. Yeah. Now Garmin don't own those. No, no, no. They, so they what, pay, what? They have to pay, do they? I think so. Yeah, they have to pay a, a fee for each sort of, each of yeah, the three yeah. Yeah. stars in the sky. Yeah. And they're able to connect with them better than anyone else. So for what reason? I don't well, understand. Well, um, the issue, the thing is, it's not that they're able to connect with them better than anyone else. It's that they have all three now. Um, so when when I first got a Garmin watch, so they're prepared to pay. More. Yeah, prepared to pay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Apple have a lot of money. You know why? Why are they not prepared? Because the 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 watch isn't designed as just a sports watch. Right. It's designed as a phone on your wrist. Really? Yeah. So you get your text messages. You you know I, I get alerts on mine, but I still have to pick my phone up. Sorry, you have. Line. Is this an Apple watch? This then? is a Garmin. No, I, this is a Garmin one. Oh, sorry. So I, I can get texts on this because they've had to add that Garmin have had to add that function to be competitive against Apple because Apple have come on and they've gone well you can watch movies on your phone you can do all this you know yeah, what I mean yeah. um, so obviously Garmin on, you, on your watch you mean. on your watch sorry yeah, yeah. Um, obviously Garmin aren't interested in that because they're like no, it's a sports watch and if you put movies on your phone on your watch you're going to you know, kill the battery off real quick because it's just going to use up so much battery to watch a film on that mm. um, and why would you want to watch a film on you know something that's what about two and a half centimetres wide um, I, I, I can foresee Apple um you know, changing the the landscape in the future. Do you not think? Do you not see that? No, I don't think so. Because I think you see, you see, Garmin is the main player, and it's here to stay. Yeah, currently, I think there's that many people bought in to the Garmin infrastructure. They've got a really good working app um, function and things like that, and um, that syncs up to the likes of Strava and stuff that so many people are on, um, and just the accuracy of the GPS. So they have all three of the satellites working there. Um, to, to be fair, Polar has caught up now. For me, Polar, I, Polar, think, yeah. I think Polar is now the better, uh, the better product now. You're only saying that because you stock it. Well, one bit, yeah. But the only reason I stock it is because I don't think Garmin's as good really? as Polar. And um, you were, you were a Polar. I don't, and the reason I'm getting <laughs> to now. So the reason I don't wear a Polar is because I'm stuck on the infrastructure of Garmin. So if you're it, what, what, does that, what does that mean? So the app infrastructure, how the watch works, where the buttons are, everything like that. I'm just so used to it. So oh. I, I I got a Polar watch when we first when we opened the shop and we stocked Polar because I like I was like well I should be wearing a Polar watch. Of I'm gonna stock you it. Should I should be, be wearing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Practice what you. And preach. what I quickly found was that I was so used to where the buttons were on my Garmin because the the top right button is the start stop button. That's where you know I'm running. The bottom button is um, the bottom right is where I do my splits and stuff like that. So when I'm doing track, I can't stuff. believe a man with your dexterity would would struggle to to, to No, it's not the thing. But the the differences with the polar is that the start stop button was on the the left bottom. Yeah. So it was the complete opposite side of where I was used to. And so I'm going out my runs, and suddenly I'm worrying about the watch. I'm worrying about oh, I know it's that button there. And you soon get you soon get over that. You would do, yeah. but. 
it's changing that mentality and getting into that. And it was like, is well, that the real reason? Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a from a accuracy standpoint, when I've tested Garmin against Polar, one on each wrist, sort of testing them out to see GPS and such on a course that I know is measured, um, the the Polar Watch has come in higher accuracy. Well, hang on a minute. To, Garmin have all three satellites. Yeah, sort of Polar. So why would Polar be more accurate? Because they've underpinned their their business model is underpinned on sports science. So with all the data, their app, their application on the phones and things like that, and with on the phone, uh, on the watch itself, is all scientific, sports science based. Whereas Garmin is GPS based. So you, they both, they're about even when it comes to the GPS. I think Polar tops it, but they're they're pretty much the, it's, you know, very very small variance between the GPS signal between the two. But you get a miles more accurate heart rate data from a Polar watch than you do from a Garmin. Because even Garmin's top model um, doesn't have as many uh, heart rate reading points. I mean, you need a chest strap really to get real, more accurate heart rate. I data. noticed Alistair wearing one um, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, to get really accurate data, you're going to want you want a chest chest strap. But all the watches now pretty much have a, a heart rate uh, wrist based heart rate monitor. Um, but which, which my is Garmin, not, not as accurate. It's as not it? as accurate now because oh. it's taken from the wrist rather than rather than around the heart and, and chest. Mm. Um, but my Garmin is a is a top model. It was. Four hundred and fifty pound. There's a couple of models above it. Um, and what's the model? Just so we. Um, can... so it's a seven three five XT. So it's it's been replaced by the nine three five XT now, um, and there's the Fenix models that are above. There are the, the higher models for, for Garmin, um, but there's only um, three points of contact for my heart rate data on here. Now Polar's basic model has. Um, I think four points of contact for heart rate data. When you say point, yeah, I understand that. Um, um, but for the listener, for, uh, within the wrist itself, yeah. So it's, it's like it's optical reading um, in the wrist. So there's there's three points in my Garmin. The the basic model of Polar, which comes at around, um, I think it's around 129 pounds, something like that. Has, much cheap, has, much, much cheaper. cheaper yeah. Has four yeah. points in there, um, and then it goes up. I think the top model um, has something like 16 points of contact or something like that. Um, in the polar one, so you're going to get a, a lot more accurate heart rate reading, and obviously, if you a lot of people we know, Jono, um, again we, we mentioned him earlier, um, focuses uses his heart rate data and stuff like that as he runs and keeps his, his various heart rate zones and things like that he's working towards. So if you're doing that, obviously, getting the more accurate reading is going to be more vital and more important. Um, and when you when you've got that level playing field on the GPS accuracy, then that heart rate accuracy becomes very key. Um, so. I always say that for me, if you're a new runner and um, starting out, you're probably better off going for a Polar. One, because they're actually more affordable than Garmin's watches. You can get more in um, a Polar watch. And it, does it sync with Strava? It syncs with Strava uh, and all the rest of it. It has its own app. It has its own application, yeah, yeah that you get on the phone. The, um, other, the other company that's a really good one. That's so, 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 you know, it's £129. Yeah. The Garmin 450, I think you mentioned the price. For, the, uh, for my for my when it was brand new and, and yet the difference really is simply you know you there is it's better you're saying the polar is better yeah more accurate more accurate more accurate data it depends what you want if you just want to watch to run and do the GPS and your time and, and that then it doesn't really make a difference you go with whichever one you want to use um, like I say for me the infrastructure that I'm so used to the Garmin infrastructure is why I've Continue to stick with Garmin, oh, you're and the one yeah, it's like someone who d- moves from a Samsung yeah, to an iPhone. Yeah, it's they've, that sort they've of got to used, get used to, to where things are and how you do things and stuff like that. I think you should challenge yourself to. Well, the one I want to work challenge with myself the polar, to really. is there's another there's another watch that I'm coming to another brand, young brand, 
uh, called Chorus. Chorus? Um, yeah. Chorus. So these are, um, again, very accurate in the data readings. Do they sing to you? But the one thing that they do that's better than... So uh, data readings, again, fairly similar to the, the, the other brands. But the one thing they do really well is the battery life. And no one comes close to them on battery life. And when you think about how many times you've got to, you know, if you are wearing your watch and your watch is dying and you go getting ready for a run and something, oh, it's, 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 I've not looked at it and it's like only got 10% battery. What am I going to do? Um, what do you do? Well, I, I, you have, I just go you have to plug it in. And you have to plug it in, but I just go out for me run without By the way, it. is that the way most of these, they all work with a yeah, plug-in plug yeah, system, yeah. 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 Um, but the Chorus watch, um, the basic model has 30 hours battery life. 30 hours and that's in GPS mode whereas most Garmin's and stuff like that in GPS mode you know you're surely there must be a sacrifice to that you know that they don't have as much technology within yeah the, there's not as much the, there's no um, so you haven't got the likes of um, they don't give you the time maybe no they've got, they do all the time stuff. <laughs> so, to be fair they do stuff like power readings on them as well which is quite nice um, if you're into that sort of data side of things and stuff so are you thinking um, of bringing this into the got, store? We've got them in the shop. Oh, you got them. Uh, so yeah, you got, got Chorus and Polar. Yeah, you've got both. Both of them. Um, and what's how much is the Chorus going to cost? So again, the most affordable model I think is two two nine, um, and then they go they they have I think three models uh, off no four models sorry because they have the pro version of the the, other, of the second tier model. Um, the guys the mentioned. Well, uh, they're built on they're built on Garmin infrastructure, so if you're used to Garmin, but you've decided you're fed up with Garmin's battery life, because I would say Garmin is quite poor in its battery life, at least mine is anyway. Though I have had it for a while now, but um, I'm the one I'm tempted to go to is Chorus because I like to be able to use me watch without having to keep charging it and keep putting it on charge and remember to do it and things like that. Um, and but because it's got the same infrastructure, like the app literally looks like the Garmin app. The, the watch face itself where the buttons are positioned everything look exactly like Garmin um, so that that's the one I'm sort of I'm tempted by because of, of, of that fact that it's easy do we, do we know anything about the origins of these particular businesses you've got Chorus you've got Polar you've got Garmin which I, I believe is French design and its origin Apple seems to be American although yeah. it's it's a lot of it's built elsewhere yeah, you know. yeah. do you know anything about the the businesses Um Course, think are they connected it's, even? It's are, are American, they, I think. Course um, is American. I can't remember Polar's. All, all, all I remember with Polar is that it's sports science based. So everything they put together, the way the application's made, everything is all from a sports science background. At least that's what they're telling us. I mean, no, that's where the, that's where the business started. It was heart rate data. Um, you know, they used to just be heart rate straps and things. That was what they were. The products were and stuff like it was then obviously built into the the watches and, and so on. One of the guys was telling me this morning the reason he wouldn't go for an Apple is that you can't touch the screen when you're running. You know you can't. You know this. I don't know. I, I don't didn't understand that really. But so I've not I've um, not looked into the Apple watches. Much it's a touch screen, me. isn't it? It's yeah, a, it's a touch screen. So you're not pre- there's no buttons. It's it's a touch screen. So if you're running and you want to pause things, and you you know you're dripping with wet or rain, I don't yeah. know. It's maybe quite could be could be difficult. Could be could be yeah. Um, I mean, and the other thing, another thing which was interesting, and um, Daniel Merrick told me about this, he can pr- uh, program the Garmin. So he's got a set, he mentioned a session, he had six yeah. kilometer efforts, sorry, six kilometers, and then some kilometer efforts. Right. He programmed it all into it before he set off. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously he warmed up, and I think he must have set the program in motion. Yeah. Um, whereas you can't do that with Apple technology. Um, 
I don't know whether you can do it with Apple or not, um, mm. but you, you can do it with the majority of the other, the, the likes of Poli, you can do it with Chorus, you can do it with right. things like that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Apple, for me, Apple has always been, it's the, it's the, it's like, if you were only going to wear your running watch as a, a running watch, so literally, you know, put it on to go for the run, take it off, and then you wanted a watch that worked as your phone and things like that, that's why you get an Apple watch, it's got all the apps, it's got Facebook's on it, you know, all that. Yeah, you'd love it. Uh, <laughs> oh come on now, Fran. You know that's uh, a bit below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from watches, very interesting. I, I'm not sure. I think I'm more confused now. Than I was, you know. um, your store opened uh, on uh, Monday. It did. It did. Uh, how are you feeling? And and what where do you think things are going? In terms of racing, because uh, on mass participation sort of level, I saw Nigel Herbert, I give him a shout out, lovely Nigel Herbert, who's in charge, I believe, or one of the race directors, is that right. what we call them, at the park run, oh, yeah. and I asked him for his professional opinion, Yeah. and uh, he was about to tell me that he didn't know, and then he said June, middle of June, yeah. park run would be back on, maybe, he yeah. hopes, he hopes. Um, seems as though this country has done quite well perhaps after all uh, with all these vaccinations yeah, yeah. things are seeming to get back whereas other parts of Europe less so where do you see things going another lockdown or business booming and and no more interruptions what's your forecast uh, I'm definitely hoping no more interruptions um, yeah it does seem like we've we've somehow after what seemed like massive um mess ups and, and things like that early on um, with, with various lockdowns with the track and trace things and all the rest of it uh, we seem to have somehow be doing better than a lot of the, the other countries I know um, do we praise your mate Boris for this my mate Boris <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know uh, I, I don't think so but uh, you know some, someone somewhere has done something right along the way haven't they to, to sort of get us Back or is it? You know, as 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 you say, has it all been made up along the way? Anyway? I didn't and say and anything like, like that. I, I, I'm I, sure. I'm sure we can uh, put that together if we listen back to these shows. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, Jade's just been told that Paris. We were meant to go to Paris in May for her race. Yes. Um, that's obviously been France has been put on the on the on red as a brilliant, red country brilliant. so we're, we're not going to Paris that's great news uh, for me anyway we're, because we're going to Switzerland instead now oh. no <laughs> yeah, yeah the week later yeah we're going to Switzerland in May in May ah uh, you see I'd love to have Jeff Smith on the show in May and uh, I just wonder when he when when he arrives in May you know if we'd get him on the show but if you're in Switzerland that would be disappointing you know hope hope that flight gets cancelled <laughs> yeah. but um, but I mean that, you know, so what's your so, forecast then uh, I, I think we're I think we're back open now. I'm, I'm gonna be positive, you know me. Um, yeah, I think we're back open and races will come back. Yeah, park runs down for the fifth of June. Um, really? Oh, didn't to, it? Yeah, 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 it's when it's meant to return. Oh, it I didn't know. I didn't know. To, I didn't know there was official yeah, dates. Ju- junior park runs already back. The kids are already out running on a Sunday morning. Really? When was yeah. this? Uh, they started uh, last Sunday. Mm. Last Sunday. So this was the second week this week of junior park run. Um, it all comes down to the landowners though of whether they give permission. So St. Helens hasn't given permission yet, so they're not junior park run in St. Helens isn't back. But oh. Lee, uh, Lee is, so I know a lot of people have been doing the Lee Park run. Uh, St. Helens Council. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't given it back yet. It's, I mean, it's understandable, it's, a, it, it's quite a busy park. Don't uh, you be supporting them. <laughs> they've done a great job in supporting uh, local businesses, to be fair, through through everything. So, uh, you know, I've got to give them a, a shout out there. 
know, other councils I've heard on haven't been uh, so great. Mm. Um, fair play. Fair yeah, play. hopefully, hopefully races. I mean, you know, I'm I'm one down. I've got another one next week, um, and I'm building from there. I know our previous guests, Rach and Kelly, have both raced today. Duathlon. Um, duathlon. What's all um, that about? I'm not getting involved in this. One. <laughs> I've upset far too many people with my uh, well, conversations I was on things. So, no, uh, no, you've not upset. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, I was talking to Richard about this this morning. He, he reckons they're going to be very, like sort of, they're within fifty inches of each other. Yeah, fifty yards. Well, they're actually, doing, 50 it, yards. doing it as a team. It's a team event. Yeah, that's a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah. But um, but they've got. Well, they're both doing the half marathon as well next week when I'm doing my my full at the same. Maybe same you race. could carry me on your shoulders. <laughs> I'm doing as a team event. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be up for that. And um, Kip Chogi was racing this morning. He was. He and, was. And, oh, you're going to break the news to me. I, what, what time did he get? Uh, he did 2.04.30. Oh, I, I told you he was finished. He won. He won the race. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a weird one to watch. It was a, uh, why it was why a, did you say well, that? It was an airport. I know it was in an airport. airport. I read an article from yeah, Athletics yeah. Weekly. Right, yeah. Very poor article, actually, but you know, I read it anyway. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing in the article, really. It was just... It was running, running in an airport, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and there was fifty athletes. Yes, yeah, and Kibichogi, um, he he last ran around two oh six something, and he London, his yeah. excuse was he had an ear infection. Never yeah. make excuses. So, you well, know. we watched it. We watched that one. We did, yeah, uh, and um, that was it. There wasn't really much in the article. I mean, that's a big thing, isn't it? To spice up athletics, you, you need um, there's so much uh, scope. Really, I think oh, that yeah. they're, they're missing out on really big, big time. Yeah. Even from the the bloody sort of descriptions and the articles across the board, I don't really. Yeah, well, well I, <sighs> yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, um, you know, going back to that race of, of Charlie and, and Tom um, mm. that we watched, and you know, you mentioned the commentator, and it was, it was, it was for me. There was, I mean, he got he got Charlie's club wrong about four times but then he just, he just kept be, mentioning it and correcting himself and then getting it wrong the next time round <laughs> to be fair to him though he, he, he could be listening to the show and uh, and and I'm sure he is a good job I'm sure he is <laughs> but um, he's a young lad he's learning you know and they've given him an opportunity or maybe he did it off his own back perhaps maybe he maybe. just decided to turn up on the day and record you know I don't know but he definitely needs help he definitely needs help and, uh, support he needs support yeah, I think he needs someone alongside him who, who really does know perhaps yeah. who these people are he needs a sheet in front of him with all the names and the numbers yeah. and the team because he was he was you know reading the numbers out and then saying well, the names so I presume he must have had as I say I think you need to dig up Murray Walker <laughs> definitely um, I listened to Murray Walker's actually on Desert Island Disc the other day he sadly passed last month I didn't know he was about 97 yeah 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 and um, his voice for Formula One, which I think is, I disagree with Murray when he when he talks about Formula One being as, ooh, you know, these are the best doing it, what they do. Well, naturally, I suppose they would be. Um, but when I listen to Murray, um, he, they say his voice sounded like a car engine, right. which is interesting because as as he raises the tone and he gets all excited, oh, no, oh, no, no, he does sound a bit <laughs> like a car engine revving up, you know. And at the start of the Formula One, you remember Murray Walker those who are listening you know because he did it for a very long time um, it was so exciting that very start and with his voice and it, it made that moment you know and then the rest of it was well, boring you know really but with his commentary it added so much and without it oh, without it you spend 
millions on technology and cars yeah. and, and the whole teams and everything. You take away his commentary and you got issues big time because is this entertainment? Well, I don't know. It could be for some people. Petrol heads maybe, but that's not enough. You need to capture a bigger audience and to do that, you know, you, there's certain things. And um, what's his name? He's done really well with the darts. I mean, you notice the way they pre- present darts now. It's over the last. I keep hearing this. I keep on on podcasts yeah. when they're talking about running and how we can do it better. I keep hearing plenty of stuff well, about well, the he, darts. Is, yeah. Well, he the guy the guy in in charge of darts. Uh, I forget his name, but he was Steve Davis from the snooker. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure he was originally in his corner as as sort of like a, not a coach but a mentor, uh, and he's now involved in the snooker. Barry Hearn, I think maybe Barry Hearn. I'm not sure. But anyway, the point is, what did he do with darts? Or did he, what happened to darts? Doesn't necessarily matter much about the individual. What's happened to darts? And with darts 10, 15 years ago, what a dull game. I mean, you know, you, you sat, imagine sat there watching someone just throw a lot of these three little arrows. You can't really see them. You can't yeah. really see them into the same area with amazing accuracy. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but to sit there and watch it all night would be very dull wouldn't it so what do you do you, zo- you zoom in on the area and you hear this thud sound you know which doesn't really happen I- I've thrown darts into a dartboard yeah. I've never heard that sound in my life you know yeah. poof, poof, you know gives that ads and then you've got all these ridiculous fanfare of spectators going no 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 you know, you know do, do, this this and it, it, all these little bits that they put together it's so simple yet obviously effective because Prize money has gone right up through the roof. Viewing figures are up there, Sky Sports, whatnot. And um, to do that with snooker, it's not quite happened. Um, but with athletics, well, there's so many angles that you can take it from. From, 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 yeah, so much going on there, really. Um, just started reading Bauman's book, uh, and the Men of Oregon. Alistair, uh, recommended reading it he was reading it he's, he's yeah. read the book and you of course have borrowed me some time ago so I've started that um, there's a, a film that's mentioned um, can you can you can you recommend that film have you seen it um, that Bowman I believe I think he worked on uh, a particular oh, f- um, the Prefontaine one without without limits that's the one yeah, yeah. Did, you seen the film oh yeah yeah and what yeah. did you think of the film oh, I, I loved the film um, Tom Cruise was in it uh, no Tom Cruise um Production company was uh, behind it. Tom Cruise was meant to originally star in it, because um, Tom Cruise was a was a runner. He was a four hundred meter uh, runner at high school, really? quite a good runner, yeah. which always surprises me whenever I watch him in films now, because uh, he clearly hasn't bothered to keep his running style correct, because uh, he's <laughs> got that god awful running style in all his films now. That Sometimes like some sort of uh, yeah, yeah. you know uh, it worked for Paula Radcliffe though. Yeah. Well, she had a much better running style than Tom Cruise, <laughs> 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 but. Um, yeah, I, I, he's, 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 he's that over-exaggerated but hang on a minute. sort of running, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the film, you enjoyed the film. And the yeah, po- I enjoyed the, point, the film. The point is, the film. It, it was about running, was it not? Yeah, it's about Steve Prefontaine. It's his his story. And not just him, though. Was not Bauman, was he not part of the story within the Yeah, film? Bauman, of course, is part yeah, of the story. he was his coach, wasn't he? his coach, yeah, yeah. Um, he's played by Donald Sutherland. Uh, oh, yeah, so he got some big names. Yeah, and um, Billy... Is it Billy Crudup? That's in, yeah, Billy Crudup is in Without Limits. Yeah, and then there's uh, Prefontaine, which Bill Dellinger worked on. Um, so that was Prefontaine's other coach. Um, so oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I've heard uh, of him. Bowman's assistant coach. Yeah. Um, he worked on another film about Prefontaine, which came out the year before or the year after. 
uh, Without Limits. They both came out within 12 months of each other. Um, what, sorry, so two films? Two films. One called Without Limits. Um, that was Tom Cruise's production yeah, company. Yeah. And then the other one is called Prefontaine. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. And yeah. that was, um, I think it's Disney that did that. They were, they were the production company behind that. Um, which and it had one, Jared Leto in it. Which one um, would you say top was the better film? I think to watch as a film, Without Limits is the yeah. better film because yeah. it's a little bit more Hollywoodized. Um, I think Prefontaine is maybe a little bit truer to the story. Mm. Um, there's a, uh, yeah, it's not going to spoil it. In, in Without Limits, uh, Prefontaine gets his foot injured before um, the championships, uh, the TV, the, the uh, collegiate championships. And um, he does it in real life. He does it by jumping um, into a pool and he hits the side of a pool and cuts his, his foot and like splits between two toes and he ends up with like, I think it's eight stitches. Um, and he's basically not going to be able to run and he, he runs the race and, and, and wins it but in the Without Limits the, the way they told that story was he was having uh, sex with the oh. um, for Power Rangers fans that are now adults the Pink Power Ranger so worth watching for just that purpose um, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah um, he's having sex upside down because oh. uh, she's a gymnast and he, he falls over and hits his foot on a radiator. And, and um, is that and what really happened? No, so that's not what happened. <laughs> but, uh, but that's in the, that's in without limits. The Holly, and it is a little bit more Hollywoodized because you know that's a little bit more exciting than him jumping into a pool and, and cutting his foot, which is what gets shown in Prefontaine. And what's in you know if you listen if you read uh, the Prefontaine um, autobiography and stuff like that, it's, right. it's written in there. There's no Power Rangers. There's no, there's no Power Rangers. Uh, well, maybe he didn't want to didn't want to talk about but, it. Uh, <laughs> maybe, but. Um, but it, yeah, from a, from a you know, it, it makes it a little bit more you know Hollywoodized and excited and things like that and obviously. So um, if you, you can know, do that in a film, why can't you do that in your commentary? Why can't you do that on the television? Well, yeah. Why can't well, yeah. you bring that drama from a film? If you can do it in a film, yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. you you can do it well, in, the, on the, the. Most of the time, I think you don't need to bring you don't need to sensationalize it from a standpoint of making things up because you just need to know the the characters. Yeah. Which is the the athletes, and if you know their stories, if you if you're someone who researched and knew their stories, well, that's you can a very tell good a great, point. A great story. But that's a very good point rest. because to be a great sort of interviewer or commentator, I think Murray Walker would say this actually that that you really need to understand your subject, whereas you understand your subject really well because you know about the characters, the people, but guys like yourself who fully understand um, going into commentary, going into perhaps television. And analysing what you've got in front of you is so important. Yeah. And yet we do quite often we see television commentary and they really don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. That that is hugely problematic. It comes across as well, and I'm surprised that, that it's allowed to even happen. Yeah. Well, that's it. And the, you know they did it, they did it really simply at the um, the UK marathon trials back in March. They sent out a, a, a questionnaire to all the runners because there wasn't many runners in it. Um, and they sent a questionnaire out obviously some of them didn't bother responding and things like that um, but they had just like you know just random questions that that was then given you know typed up and all the rest of it and given to the, the commentators um, and I remember them reading um, Steph Davis who won the women's race hers and it was like what do you want to be able to accomplish you know what's, what's one thing you want to be able to accomplish and she said uh, to be able to do a pull up you know like jokingly because obviously most distance runners we, we lack that arm strength and uh, doing a pull up is a, is a, is a challenge mm. and um, you know it was just like you know a little funny you know they gave a little bit of character to Steph Davis because all we saw was this woman running you know winning this race and yeah. that gave a little, you know it's a little cheeky she'd been given this questionnaire to fill in and that was that was her response it wasn't you know anything you know oh, I want to go to because 
most would expect, you know, what do you want to accomplish? Go to the Olympic Games is what a runner's gonna put down on a on it, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I want to do. I want to go to the yeah. Olympic Games. I want to win a gold medal? You know, whatever. Um, you know, she put a little joking sort of uh, thing on there, and it just it gives that bit of character to, to someone that you wouldn't otherwise. Need. And again, absolutely. And as well, uh, Chris Thompson. The reason his the photo of him uh, winning the trials race got publicised in in all the main mainstream press and stuff like that. You know, um, it was only on like BBC uh, Red Button and, and online the trials to watch. But his finish got publicised in all the major press outlets and things because you could see the pure emotion. You could hear the, the, the story as he in the interview where he had his first child on the Tuesday before, so he barely slept coming into the race. Um, he broke his hand um, about, I think, a month and a half as well before the race. and had to, He had to um, miss 10 days and it was, you know, would he would his hand recover and stuff from from how he'd done it and everything like that? So there was you know this story that then made it interesting not only for someone winning a race but made it interesting to the general public because they had this sort of more character and story around a person. Yeah, interesting. And when you when you you put athletics onto onto the television, of course there are sponsors and, and whatnot there's advertisers they want to, they want their pound of flesh yeah. and the, the the longer you have an event on the television they're going to be asking questions as to well hang on a minute what are we getting from this you know are the advertisements affecting the are they are they listening and um, you've got to pull in enough people yeah. watching the sport to be able to justify the earth time and um, and as you say, by by, you, you, it's a, you, it can be done, but it, it's 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 not quite happening, not just yet. Maybe in the future. Maybe we'll, in the future. We'll see. Any more topics for discussion on babies? I saw Paul Booth uh, running around at Victoria Park this week, uh, oh, and yeah. uh, his 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 um, due to to have a child. They've had they've had the child. They've yeah. had the child. You know about this. Today, so yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Paul. Yeah. To Mr. Booth, well, well, yeah, yeah, quite. Um, and he was coming back from an injury, and he was he was going around Victoria Park. Yeah, yeah. I see. It's two children now. He's got to get himself back fit now, hasn't he? Got to keep up. Got to keep up. Um, two children. So, any more uh, debate? Any any more that we can talk about right now? Um, my 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 one question I've got written down here. We've we've talked about races returning and things like that. Is uh, When's John Joe gonna race? When's yeah, gonna, when are you coming yeah. out of this retirement you put yourself in and uh, you know gonna uh, I'm put yourself on the start line because I know someone who who, who fancies racing you. <laughs> someone who fancies racing. <laughs> oh, everyone wants to race me, you know. Um, who is this someone who wants to race me? Well, I, I went to the marathon course today to have a run round the uh, the route and, and check it, and uh, I went with Tom Chadwick, who's. You know, we've all been winding you you both up as, as rivals in the in the St. Helens scene. No, I and think the rivals... Strider, Strider's sort of uh, records have been broken by him as your records have gone. So, we're, uh, yeah, Tom said, Tom said, you know, he never really... He wouldn't go into a race to race other than race himself and try and break his own things, but he, he'd, he'd love to... So uh, now now in the shape he's in and stuff like that to, to race you and see, see who would come out on top. Um, especially because he, he he does listen to the podcast and uh, and uh, yeah he, he is all the, the nonsense you give off about her stuff like that. He'd like to like to see see how you could go and he, he thinks he thinks you'd proper 
proper go for it and try and race him as well, like in it. So he thinks it'd be good. It'd be good fun to do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the race. Step up, John Joe. Step up. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking forward to next Sunday when you guys are racing each other in a marathon. Um, and that's not something I'm I'm engaged with right now. I think that's something I should be looking at. As um, I get older, I well, think I, I should I, be going longer. I, but. I nearly grabbed onto a point you said earlier on, where you were, you said as you, you train for a five k, and, and I, I'm sure I recall um, many a time on this podcast now where you said five k is just a, a young man's game. Now you're you're you need you wanted to focus on on some of the longer stuff. So I, I, I was thrown when you, you said that earlier on on today's show. Well. I've got to. I've got to listen to the coach. This is where you're. You're lacking a, a mentor who who tells you. You know, and you got you listen, but you've got you got a lot more experience in the sport than me. So perhaps you don't need that. But for me, I've got to listen to the coach, and his platform has always been. And we've suffered COVID, so we haven't been able to 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 push this through as of yet. But is to build from from the base, from the lower sort of distances and get PB, so PB at 5K, and then move on, you know, and really sort of get the best out of those distances before building up to longer distances. I don't know, does that make sense to you? It does, yeah. That's, that's yeah. exactly what, um, you know, what I've, what I've done uh, myself in the past and moved through from being an 800-meter runner uh, when I first started out to, to now being, um, you know, hopefully a, a marathon runner come, come next Sunday. So I'm going to ring a, a feckin. There's a fella called Fecken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know Fecken you, you, well. Yeah. You couldn't make that up, could you? And he has the Sizzler yeah. 5Ks. Sizzler. I must give him a call after this, actually, and um, see if I can book on those four 5K races for about yeah. £25. Now, that's, that's good value. Yeah. It starts and finishes on a track. Quite a fast course, I imagine. Yeah, it is, yeah. And uh, it'll give me that space and time, energy to prepare. I think that, that maybe not... Not enough, but at least I can progress perhaps within the series, and there'll be some serious competition there. And and yes, I won't be expecting to to win because there'll be, as I say, I, I believe it is a younger man's game. I believe it is. Um, and for me, you've got to go with your strengths and my strengths. I imagine at my best would be going up and down hills, so cross country, trail racing, fell racing, well as well. But sadly, I think that's something that. Um, needs a particular sort of I don't know um, you need time on the fells yeah, you really do and um, so the trail races coupled with, with um, cross country I think that's where I see myself doing my best you know and being very competitive but those 5k's will will build me up for all, all of that to come I imagine I imagine so I'm going to have a word with Fecken and uh, also potentially run a, a 3K on the track. And, and, and yeah, get used to getting beat, I suppose. Um, I found Trafford quite daunting. It was a, a different scene. I'd never seen it before, you see, when I first arrived in Trafford uh, a couple of years ago with Sutton. And uh, the whole thing was, um, I don't know, just getting that was, down. That was just a league match, wasn't it? No, it wasn't a league match. It was a, a, was it a it was, Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, it was a Tuesday night. You went with Ray, didn't you? And things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when we got down there, you know, it's late in the evening. You you got to travel, and and it's it's all a bit of an effort. You get down there, and it's quite um, quite. I don't know the atmosphere. Perhaps it's because I wasn't used to it. Really, I'm not used to 
Um, it seemed, seemed quite daunting. And yet when I run sort of uh, trails, sort of races, Harrikill, Parbo, people seem a bit more relaxed. Perhaps, oh, yeah, there's, there's perhaps the competition relaxed. isn't as serious, although there's been some great winners of the, the Ron Hill, I believe won Parbold Hill yeah. years ago. So um, I don't know, it just seems more, I think that's what I'm used to. That's what I'm used to. So turning up at Trafford, um, very different. But I, I need to. I, need, I think you need to put yourself, take yourself outside the comfort zone, and uh, I'm, I'm getting ready for that now, Matthew. Good, good. You need to get yeah. you in, a, in a race. Yeah, I'm see getting, how you're going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope uh, hope you've all enjoyed listening to the show. Um, if you have, please subscribe on whatever uh, podcast platform you have been uh, listening true. to us on. Very true. And um, then you can join us on the next show. Thank you.